Hey, Urban Farm Podcast listeners. If you're as passionate about preserving the bounty of each season as we are, hey, I canned my first peaches at the age of 18, and that was a long time ago, then you're going to love what our friends over at Denali Canning have in store for you. They're on a mission to spread the love and knowledge of food preservation, and they're inviting you to join the journey for free. Right now, Denali Canning is offering free canning lids to anyone who wants to dive deeper into the world of food preservation. Yes, you heard that right, absolutely free. It's the perfect opportunity for both seasoned canners and those curious about starting. Denali is about quality, reliability, and supporting the canning community, ensuring that you get the best results every time you preserve. So why not give it a try? Visit DenaliCanning.com forward slash free to claim your free lids and start your preserving adventures today. That's DenaliCanning.com forward slash free. Greetings, urban farmers, gardeners, and healthy food visionaries. Farmer Greg here, and welcome to the 344th episode of the Urban Farm Podcast, where every day we work together to educate and inspire you to become part of your food revolution. Claiming your inner urban farmer is easy. Grow food, share it, and name your farm. Then let the world know you're an urban farmer while supporting our podcast. Pick up your urban farmer bling, hats, and t-shirts at imanurbanfarmer.com. This Urban Farm Podcast is brought to you by the 2018 Food Revolution Summit. I say food choices are our most important factor to staying healthy. The Food Revolution Summit helps us in this discovery process. It's free, online, and features 24 top food and health experts, teaching us how to reduce the risk of the most notable diseases of our time. Visit urbanfarm.org forward slash summit to sign up for this life-changing event. Today on our podcast, we have someone who is making simplified gardening even easier. We're talking with Jennifer Pratt about easy garden spacing. Jen is an entrepreneur and inventor. After a frustrating first attempt at growing a family garden, she and her husband saw the need for a tool that would simplify the process of both planting and tending their vegetable garden. And they felt that the proper spacing of seeds was the ticket. And they were right. Now, after crowdfunding, patents, and a few more gardens under their belt, she's here to tell us her story and share more on the tool that is changing the way people will grow food. Welcome to the show today, Jen. Are you ready to seed the garden? Let's do it. Excellent. So I shared a bit about you. Can you fill in the blanks for us and share more about the path you took to get where you're at today? Oh, I'd be happy to, Greg. First, thank you for having me on the show. I'm really excited to be here today. So I guess my story is my husband and I wanted to put in a vegetable garden, family garden for our kids. Mm -hmm. We had both had the opportunity to grow up in households that had gardens and wanted the same for our kids. All four of us all dug out a chunk of the backyard, put in a bunch of seeds and diligently watered them and it popped all these little green plants and it was all very exciting and then we realized we didn't know what was a weed and what was a vegetable plant. (laughs) (laughs) You know, yanked the obvious ones and watered them all and in the end we got a lot more weeds than we would have liked and which, you know, obviously kind of toned down on the harvest that we had hoped to get. It was really an amazing experience but it wasn't quite what we had 
hoped for in terms of the the harvest that we were aiming for. Uh Yeah, so the the second year, we went into our store and said, okay, well, we're new gardeners and we need the tool. We don't know what it is. It's going to make planting our garden easy and it's just going to make the whole process nice and simple. We would like one. And they said, what tool? And they said, that sounds amazing, but it doesn't exist. Ah. (laughs) Yes. So challenge accepted. Off we went. And and so we did some research on different gardening approaches and stumbled across square foot gardening Mm -hmm. and fell in love with the spacing approach. So with square foot gardening, I'm sure a lot of the listeners already know, but to fill in for those that don't, you lay out sticks or strings in grid formations, square foot grid formations over your garden box, and then you poke your finger in the dirt X number of times per square foot, depending on the type of plant that you're you're wanting to put in. Right. And so we thought this was this is a great way to do it. However, we weren't in a situation where the sticks and the string grid setup was going to work for us. So we just decided, okay, well, we'll make our own templates. So my husband, he went and made this some spacing templates based off the, you know, the premise of the square foot gardening spacing. Right. And in went our garden and, you know, it was nice and quick and easy and up come all these little green plants. Having used the template, we found all our plants came in in these perfectly straight rows, which, you know, it looked really cool. Uh huh. But man, those weeds, they were super easy to spot. So they weren't an issue anymore. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So that for new novice gardeners, that was great for us. So as our plants got bigger and you know, watered them all through the summer and, and harvest day came and we start pulling all these vegetables out and we're just absolutely blown away with the sheer amount of produce that we were pulling mm-hmm. from such a tiny little space yep. and just couldn't believe it and you know my my husband actually turned to me he says oh Jen I am really sorry I kind of dropped the ball on the weeding this summer and you obviously were on it and I turned to him and I said oh I was going to say the same to you <laughs> 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 it turned out we had both kind of done a you know a couple little quickie weed jobs right when everything was still small but once the plants were bigger they just crowded the weeds out and the weeds just didn't come in so it had right. made for a really low maintenance garden and then we got all this in incredible amount of vegetables, which made us really popular with the neighbors because we we had more than we could handle. So, you know, share the wealth, right? Yeah, exactly. That was kind of the beginning of it all. And we figured, well, this is something that, you know, people should have this. This worked so well for us as novice gardeners. And our aha moment kind of came when we realized that if we took our templates of kind of 16 plants per square foot, Uh nine plants per square foot, four plants per square foot, and one plant per square foot, took them all together, that you could color code them and it would all fit onto a single template so that ended up being our tool and then we had a bunch of fun putting features on it but it was all kind of based off the square foot gardening spacing method wow this is brilliant (laughs) thank you (laughs) for those of us that are listening out there and want to see a picture of it what's your website because it's got to be there right oh yes of course lots of pictures so the website is www.seedingsquare.com and that's s-e-e-d-i-n-g Perfect. SeedingSquare.com. Cool. So for those of us that are listening right now, tell us what it looks like. So it is a square foot tool and it's got all these colored holes all over it and then it comes with a chart so it's all color coded to the chart so you just pick what type of vegetable you want to plant and you Uh look on the chart and each vegetable is in a certain colored box so Uh for example if you wanted to plant lettuce it's in the blue box so when you want to plant your lettuce seeds you just take your square foot seeding square press it into the soil and then it has this nice little wand and it has depth measurements all up the sides so that lets you poke your holes so you poke your blue holes with the wand Uh 
Uh-huh. And then on the other end of the wand, there's a spoon. This was a frustration we had as new gardeners as well. I'm sure all gardeners have this, is the seeds. Oh, yeah. Getting the seeds out of the package and into the hold. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like a difficult concept, <laughs> <laughs> but it can be quite trying. So yeah. with the spoon, you're able just to scoop the seeds out of the package and kind of trickle them through the holes, and it gets them in really well. And what a lovely feature if you're gardening with children. No kidding. I know even now, I'll often have volunteers come into my front yard and help here at the urban farm. And this year, we've got, you know, our broccoli got seeded in way too tight are carrots you know carrots notoriously get seeded in way too tight and one of the things that i do is i'll take some sand and i'll take you know three quarter amount of sand and one quarter amount of carrot seeds and i'll mix them together so that'll separate them some right that's a great idea isn't that fun incorporate that into my little process thank you for sharing that. absolutely but what i'm hearing is with this square foot model that you've got or the template that you've got you know i can take two or three seeds and drop them in a hole exactly wow. exactly and what i suggest to people is exactly put two to three seeds in each hole because mm-hmm. not every seed is going to germinate and there's always going to be one plant that does a little better than the others so as they come up just kind of find that one that does a little better and then what i do is rather than pulling when you're thinning because when you pull the plants you're actually disrupting the roots of yep. the one that's left behind. Exactly. What I always encourage people to do is just take a pair of scissors, snip the tops off of the ones that aren't doing as well, uh-huh. and now their roots become extra nutrients for the plant that oh, you are encouraging. Oh, brilliant. Yes. Wow. That one's not mine. That's just a tip someone shared with me that I thought I would like to pass on. Cool. So square foot gardening, that's based on Mel Bartholomew's book and work. Did you get to meet him? That was actually a really exciting day. So in having come up with this, obviously he was top on our list as someone that we wanted to talk to. Yeah. I had sent emails and left phone calls and, you know, just figuring like he's like a rock star in my little world here. Of course. So <laughs> ironically, I was at the grocery store. I was buying produce. It was in the middle of winter and my phone rings and I pick it up and his voice, I've, hi, Jennifer, this is Mel Bartholomew calling. And it was just, <laughs> oh, I put down my cart right there, walked right out of the store. <laughs> wow. Completely focused on this conversation. Yeah. And he loved it. He was just absolutely in love with the tool. We had actually discussed putting his face on my packaging, and it was unfortunate he, he actually passed away before anything could come to fruition. But yeah. it's nice to know, though, that he gave us his thumbs up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he passed away in 2016, I believe. He did, yeah, summer of 2016. Wow. Well, congratulations. Thank you very much. That was quite the day for us. So you've been getting these into schools. Tell me a little bit about that, because when you shared a little bit before we started recording, this is some stuff that will change the face of how we garden in schools. That is my hope, and that's definitely something I drive and work towards. I actually used to be a teacher, and when I was a new teacher, I had a little student, and it was science class, and we were discussing planting seeds and vegetables growing and such. And he was adamant that carrots came from the grocery store. They did not come from the dirt. 
everybody knows that. Uh-huh. And it just kind of blew me away. And it just kind of something that stuck with me, which was, you know, it was kind of part of where we ended up putting in our family garden in the end was, you know, there's kind of that disconnect there has happened. So I have, in my process of bringing seeding score to the world, I have really tried to get it into schools and get it into the hands of children. So to my knowledge, at this point, I am in at least 250 schools and I have teachers buying these all the time. Wow. I would imagine I have them in a fair number more than that. And then actually it's, it hasn't launched yet, but it's something that's in the works wherein seeding square will be offered as a fundraising option wherein parents can purchase a square. They get 10% off the price, 50% of the proceeds goes to the schools. And then for every 20 squares purchased, I then donate a square to the schools. Nice. Yes. So it encourages family gardening at home and then yep. gardening in the schools and it just reconnects families, children, everyone in that just, you know, get out there and grow your food and learn how to do it because it's a tool that makes it so easy and simple. Those parents that maybe are new to gardening, it's okay. You don't need to be a professional gardener. Basically, it's color-coded. So (laughs) if you can read and you can tell your colors, you're good to go. (laughs) You just need a few square feet of space for your soil and you're in business. Well, and this is such a much better fundraiser than cookies or candy or gift wrap. Completely. And we're hoping this program that is, like I said, hopefully about to launch, will be offering this as a fundraising option to over 1,600 Canadian schools. So fingers and toes are crossed that this happens. Excellent, excellent. So one of the things that I'm not quite clear about is you have a whole system set up. So you've got the template, but then you also have instructions on how and when to plant. (laughs) Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah, you bet. So the how, when, when, what I suggest to people is that you need to kind of look up your climate zone because as we know, all different places have different timing of when they should be planting. So I encourage people to kind of look up what your climate zone is. Google is wonderful for that. I know there are garden books galore for that. Oh yeah. My tool is used. So when it is time, it's planting day, whip out your trusting seeding square and your seeds go all in nice and easy. Perfect. And who's your target market here? I would say I I am aiming for everyone, (laughs) but new gardeners. I wanted to kind of break down the barriers to entry and just make it simple for new gardeners to just start doing it because it is intimidating as a new gardener to, you know, put in that first year. You know, I have a lot of people that I've talked to along the way that their intent is to put in a garden, but they just haven't gotten around to it. Yep. And then they come across me and I say, oh, here's this nice little tool and this is what it does. And they buy the tool and they're putting in their garden right now. It really just enables people to just take that step. Like I said, I mean, I'm all about getting this into the hands of children. So obviously I love it when seasoned pros take it up, but I also understand too that everyone has their way of doing things. (laughs) So as long as you're putting seeds in the soil and you're growing food, I cheer you on. Yeah, exactly. I am with you on that. Mm-hmm. So I can see how small seeds would work in something like this, like cabbage, broccoli, carrot seeds. What about larger seeds? Pumpkins, squash? That's a great question. And actually, we do have a lot of people ask about that. So the template, the seeding square, is a square foot, as I mentioned, and it has sidewalls on it that are about an inch 
high. So when you press your square into the soil and you poke your holes and you plant your seeds, when you lift it up, it leaves a square foot impression behind. So when you're working with larger plants like the zucchinis and pumpkins and your mm -hmm. vine plants, what I suggest is stamping out, depending on your climate zone and how large your plants get, X number of square feet of space, and then you put your seedling in the center of that. So it does work for the large and the small plants too. And also with large and small gardens, a lot of people feel that because it's a square foot that it's only meant for little gardens. But if you have a larger garden and you want to do the rows, it works for those too. So all you do, that square foot impression left behind, it lets you line up each press so your whole garden ends up in this nice grid formation. So if you want rows, you just stamp the same type of vegetable over and over. Uh -huh. Then it creates those nice rows for you and it's all high density. All your spacing is completely optimized. And for those with the large gardens, they really appreciate the feature of the weeds not being an issue. So oh, yeah. it's a major time saver for those with large gardens. So I want some more clarity about how you handled weeds. So one of the things I heard you say was that if everything's in a square foot model, you know exactly where the weeds are at because the weeds show up outside that, you know, mostly outside that square foot template. Mm -hmm. How else do you handle them? Like you mentioned, so everything kind of comes up in that kind of formation. Uh -huh. If it's out of place, you know, it sticks out like a sore thumb and you just, you don't have to analyze it. You just yank it out. And then if your plants get larger, they crowd those weeds out and they just simply stop coming in. It's kind of a reverse situation of how it usually goes. Because usually it's the weeds that come in and crowd out the vegetable plants. But if you space properly, then the vegetable plants will actually crowd out the weeds. So yeah. we got at it two different directions. Oh, nice. I know that weeding, it is a frustration. <laughs> Added time users. Oh, yeah. So how long has this product been on the market? What's that process of being an entrepreneur and product development been like? It has been a process. It's been quite the journey. And, oh, my goodness, I have learned so much. Uh-huh. We've had product for three years now, but before that, so we had our initial garden that was, you know, our, our learning experience. <laughs> and then we had our template garden. And then from there, and we had our aha moment, the color coding. And then we went into creating patents. So we have patents in a couple countries. And then we decided, well, we're bootstrapping this. This is my husband and I. Right. We're building this business as fast as we are financially able to. Mm -hmm. We did a Kickstarter for raising money for our molds. And that was a really exciting experience. Excellent. Kind of shows proof of concept of, you know, we like our product and it worked great for us, but uh -huh. are other people willing to purchase it? And that Kickstarter, I think we raised, it was over $11,000 that we wow. raised on that. Yeah, it was pretty exciting. It really showed us that, yes, there is a demand for this. People are wanting a tool that will help them plant their gardens in you know, a simple way. So it was a great experience. And I highly encourage if anyone, if you have something you want to try it out, do a Kickstarter or an Indiegogo campaign. It's a great way to go. Yeah. I'm going to kind of throw a curveball at you. I want to know, as an entrepreneur, what does it take for you to get a product from in your brain to market. I don't want to know the steps, but I want to kind of know what did you have to do to wrap your head around it? Tell me about that. I make lists, lots and lots of lists, and I constantly working at it. And mm. you have to be diligent. You have to be persistent. I consider weekends are kind of bonus work days. <laughs> Definitely know that one. Sure you do. <laughs> but because I love what I do, it, it's not work. Right. It's my passion. It's what I love doing. And mm -hmm. so for example, 
example, my husband came in last night. We both have our own business that we run from home. And he came in just to kind of say hi. And it was quarter to one in the morning. I <laughs> realized that. And right. I was on there just typing away, coming up with some content for a, a pitch I'm doing. And, and he just, what are you doing? He said, well, I, it needs to get done. So I'm doing it. <laughs> That's business. That's how you do it. Yeah. You just keep going at it. Yeah. A lot of people have a lot of great ideas and it really takes a lot of energy to go from, oh my gosh, that's a great idea to actually having something. It's a mountain. You have a mountain to climb. When you have that idea, it is a lot to take on. And in my case, you know, I don't have a business degree. Mm-hmm. I need a website. Okay, well, I need to go figure out how to do that. Yep. I need a logo. I need to go figure out how to do that and packaging. And how do I go about getting a patent? And, you know, maybe I want to do royalties and everything you do. It's a matter of figuring out A, that you need it, and then B, how do you go about doing it? So it's a very educational experience, yeah. <laughs> for sure, but there's a lot to it. So it's not for the faint of heart, for sure. <laughs> that is true. So this is going to kind of reflect on my final question for you, but I want a different answer. And that is for somebody that has an idea out there, what piece of advice do you have for them to go get it done? I would say first, research your market. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was mentioning that the Kickstarter is a, a great approach to do it. Oh, yes. You really want to make sure that you have a customer base before you get going because to go and spend all that time and money and, you know, heart and soul into something that, you know, maybe just it's not a product that the world wants, you know, that can be devastating. So before you jump all in, make sure that your idea is something that would be wanted by the masses. So do your homework. Perfect. Well, and you're right with social media and, you know, quick start campaigns and these kinds of things, it's a lot easier to prove a product than it was 20 or 30 years ago when, when I was doing it. Oh, completely. Yeah. So I want you to think back over the last three years and I suspect there was one or two moments that when you think about them, they were pivotal in this process of you moving forward. They were like, oh my gosh, this is why I need to be doing this. Can you share one of those with us? Yeah, I'd say that first one was students insisting that vegetables came from the grocery store. Uh-huh. The next one was that first garden that didn't go as planned. And I look at that more as it wasn't a failure so much as is an opportunity to learn. Mm-hmm. I really try and kind of look at life as you can win or you can learn, but losing isn't an option. <laughs> I love that. That's great. Yeah, it's a good way to go. It keeps you moving forward. Things are going to happen unexpected. You're going to have things that don't work out as planned. Uh It's a part of the process, and you just have to be willing to accept that and learn what you can from it and keep moving forward. Yeah. Well, I think we just answered one of our questions coming up, but I'm not ready to go there yet because I want one of these. Where do I find them? Well, (laughs) let me tell you, I have a few places that do sell them. So you can go directly to my website, which is Mm seedingsquare.com. I do have them on amazon.ca.com UK. I believe Amazon is launching globally in the next few weeks. Wow. You can order off the .com. I think they said over 100 different countries. Oh, nice. That's exciting. And then I've got myself in a bunch of different local nurseries, the Lee Valley Tools. I have a lot. I don't think nice. I should list them all. But no, um, no, if, yeah, if you Google Seating Square, you will be able to find either a store or an e-commerce site. Perfect. Or just go to your website. Your website is www.seedingsquare.com. 
Perfect. So I'm going to shift on you and I'd like for you to talk about a time you failed. All right. Not failed, but learned how you overcame that. And, you know, what'd you take from it? As I was saying, that first year garden was often new gardeners. They have that first garden. They end up with the weed patch and they, they give up. Yep. And that's it. And that's their experience. But like I said, take everything as the opportunity to learn. So we had that experience and said, okay, we want better. We can do better. And we went looking for a tool to go ahead and just get it done. The tool Mm -hmm. didn't exist. So we made our own tool. Sometimes you have to forge your own path in life. Often it's failures that allow us the opportunity to do that. Yeah, exactly. And your biggest success? I'd say first got a couple years. My first, I would say, was that garden that we had our wooden templates with. Oh, yes. It was overwhelming. We just couldn't believe how much we got out of that as novice gardeners. And then my second biggest success, like I I mentioned, my husband and I were bootstrapping this. I I work at this full time, but I generally do it without budget, so to speak. (laughs) Budget? Hold on. What's that? What's a budget? (laughs) So I have to really be quite creative in how I try and bring this to the world. And I have to date managed to get over 14,000 seating squares out in the world, planting gardens, improving people's lives. So for me, that is, I would say, by far my biggest success. I'm really proud of that. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you. And what drives you? I am an entrepreneurial person, heart and soul. I always have been. My mom, she calls me her rainbow chaser. (laughs) It's it's a name that I carry with pride. I have done the nine to five gig. I just never felt the exhilaration I get as I do in pursuing my own dreams. And the fact that it's in line with improving the food we eat, eat and proving people's health. I live in such a state of excitement that sleep isn't always an easy thing for me. <laughs> but that's good too, because I do a lot of crazy brainstorming in the wee hours of the morning. <laughs> oh yeah, I heard that. Well, congratulations. Thank you. If you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? I would be remiss not to put forth the square foot gardening book. Oh, yes. It inspired us. It's what our tool is all based around, is mm-hmm. that the concept of the square foot gardening and Mel Bartholomew he, he nailed it on the head like this is truly successful garden is planted it's all on on planting day in your spacing of your seeds mm-hmm. he nailed it with square foot gardening so I highly recommend that book you know people may not know this that are new gardeners but if you get too many seeds in there it creates problems in your garden oh completely if you have too many seeds they crowd each other the plants crowd each other out and it really reduces your harvest carrots we were discussing carrots oh yeah they wind around each other you don't get the nice straight carrot. Everything just seems to kind of come in stunted if your plants are too close together. It truly, the key to success on a, for a vegetable garden is basing. I completely stand behind that. Yeah, well, and you put a whole product line out because of it. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so what one final piece of advice do you have for our listeners? I'd say whatever your dreams are, go for it. If you've never planted a garden, do it. If you want to start your own business, do it. You only get one shot at life, so Mm. why not make it epic? It's not to say that you won't have those hurdles and stumbling blocks, but they're just a part of the process, and it is how you learn. So just be brave and do it. And go for it. I love that you use the word epic, because my listeners know that I'm always looking for epic on my podcast, and I have to say that this is one of our more epic interviews. You have done an extraordinary job. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute treat. Absolutely. So how can our listeners get a hold of you? So if you want to send me a email, send it off to jennifer at seedingsquare.com. Or if you want to go onto the Seeding Square website, mm-hmm. 
there's different emails. There's a phone number on there yeah. if you want to contact for customer service. I'm available and I'm here to help and I'm just all about getting as many people into gardening as possible. Perfect. And that's seedingsquare.com. Seedingsquare.com. You can find show notes from today's podcast at urbanfarm.org forward slash seedingsquare. We are your urban farming resource. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Also visit urbanfarm.org to find articles, podcasts, webinars, courses, and more. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for joining us on the Urban Farm Podcast. Claiming your inner urban farmer is easy. Grow food, share it, and name your farm. Then let the world know you're an urban farmer while supporting our podcast. Pick up your urban farmer bling, hats, and t-shirts at imanurbanfarmer.com. My intent with the Urban Farm Podcast is to educate and inform. So when I find a particularly good opportunity, I want to share it with everyone. The 2018 Food Revolution Summit is one of them. As you listen, you will be informed, inspired, and motivated to improve your health. You'll get cutting-edge insights and information from 24 of the top food and health experts in the world. Hosted by my friend Ocean Robbins, with interviews conducted by best-selling author John Robbins. This annual, week-long online event is free to attend. You will learn from experts you can trust about how to improve your health and reduce your risk of chronic disease. Sign up at urbanfarm.org forward slash summit to join the revolution. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Urban Farm Podcast. Remember to listen for tips, advice, and resources to help you on your journey with urban farming. You can find us on the web at urbanfarm.org or send us an email to podcast at urbanfarm.org. In the words of Vincent Van Gogh, great things are done by a series of small things brought together. Be encouraged that with each lesson learned and skill developed, you are one step closer in the direction of your dreams. Hey, Urban Farm Podcast listeners. If you're as passionate about preserving the bounty of each season as we are, hey, I canned my first peaches at the age of 18, and that was a long time ago then you're going to love what our friends over at Denali Canning have in store for you. They're on a mission to spread the love and knowledge of food preservation, and they're inviting you to join the journey for free. Right now, Denali Canning is offering free canning lids to anyone who wants to dive deeper into the world of food preservation. Yes, you heard that right, absolutely free. It's the perfect opportunity for both seasoned canners and those curious about starting. Denali is about quality, reliability, and supporting the canning community, ensuring that you get the best results every time you preserve. So why not give it a try? Visit DenaliCanning.com forward slash free to claim your free lids and start your preserving adventures today. That's DenaliCanning.com forward slash free.